if there's a dino and it's causing a crisis, I'll I'll be there for that. And welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 84, the pre-3 spectacular, uh, recorded uh, on the 5th of June, be out on the 6th, 6th, and I am Alice Bell, and I'm joined today uh, not only by the lovely Brennan Caldwell, hi, hi, uh, but also the equally lovely uh, Matt Cox, how are you Matt? Hello. I'm very good. How are yeah. you? I, I'm all right, but yeah, yeah. R- really enthused about professional wrestling now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, really good. You two, you're you're our E three boys, spelt B O I S, obviously, because you lads are going out. Are you packed? Yeah. Have you done your packing? No, but I have ordered a ordered a suitcase. You've ordered a suitcase. Have you yeah. got the suitcase yet, Matt? No, it might. You... There's a very real possibility it will arrive in the middle of this podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> you should have a suitcase. Really, is... I've got like a bag that like sort of like fell apart in in um California at GDC. So so yeah, that's that's that story. That. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, do you have a suitcase? I have a very nice suitcase. It's packed. Oh, I have ooh, my toothbrush. Ooh. I take I take my toothbrush out every morning for the past three weeks so I can brush my teeth and then I put it back in the suitcase so it's ready to go. That's how That's prepared absurd. I am. But are, are you really afraid that you're going to forget your toothbrush? Uh, no. Uh, I don't do that. I'm lying. You should get two toothbrushes. That's the strategy I've employed. They have um, toothbrushes in America as well, you know. I definitely have a suitcase. Come on, Matt. <laughs> I have an, a suitcase adjacent item that could work in a pinch. I shouldn't <laughs> Should laugh. We talk about video games. I shouldn't laugh because I don't have a suitcase. Every time I've gone away, I've had to borrow one from one of my housemates. It's a bad state of affairs. Wow. I'll get one. It's all coming out now. So yeah, we're talking about suitcases because you're both going <laughs> to E3, Hell Week, which is next week. Um, so that's what this episode of the podcast is about. We're going to talk about E3, our hopes, our dreams, uh, our fears as well. Uh, so, you know, a lot of exciting stuff this year, probably, possibly, who knows? Us, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I 
I hope uh, we shouldn't call it Hell Week though. I've been spending a lot of time trying to tell Matt that it's it's actually a very pleasant, easygoing, not stressful at all experience. You told me it was like drowning in a river. No, I told you it was like lying in a in a inflatable tube on a nice river. And sometimes, yes, there are rapids, <laughs> but <laughs> but overall, you always get back to a nice bit of river. And at the end of it, there's a nice big lake for you to just sit in and enjoy the sight of everything from afar. Isn't that I, sound nicer? Good. Yeah. I love yeah. how how you said that, and then Matt heard it's like drowning. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i only call it hell week because it, it just yeah so much of the the video games calendar seems to just revolve around this one week in la um mm. although i guess it a little bit it's spreading out less for like this games common stuff as well so we're not as e3 centric as we used to be uh but it is a very exciting time. It's good, you know, everyone has a lovely time. You get to see all the nice the games. There's there's lovely conferences. What t-shirt will Phil Spencer be wearing this year? Who knows, <laughs> you know? Uh, let's start with stuff that we know is going to be there. Because there, there's some things that are rumoured, some things that leaked and are now confirmed. Uh, but what's what's your top confirmed game that you're excited is going to be there? This this is where I realised I really should have checked which things are known and which things definitely aren't known. <laughs> There's well, well, Matthew, if you're not sure, if you go to www.rockpapershotgun.com, ah. there is actually a guide uh, for... Every confirmed game that's going to be at E3, large and small. Um, let me. Uh... What a useful publicly available resource! It's on the front page right now. Yeah. I will link to this as well in the podcast yeah. description, so everyone can share in our knowledge. It's a lot of stuff, to be fair. Like yeah, Cyberpunk is going to be there again. Um, loads, of, yeah. There's a lot going on, lads. Right. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is confirmed. Cool. I'm most looking forward to Cyberpunk for sure. Yeah? Um, that, I just said that. I didn't... Is, okay, why? Because The Witcher 3 was real good, and I tend to like sci-fi worlds more than <laughs> fantasy ones, and the idea of having The Witcher, but in this intricate world where you can just go off and have stories happen to you in a way that I haven't had happen in another open world game is very exciting. Especially because you have both seen it, I think, and liked what you've seen. Um, you said? Well, we saw the the hands-off extremely prescriptive um, uh, like gameplay demo thing because Brett like I remember specifically because Brendan really really wanted the statuette of the the lady the sexy lady <laughs> robot <laughs> he was is... just he was mad for it he asked he asked me for my one he got one he oh, asked me my... for my one and he was demanding <laughs> that Matthew <laughs> give him his one we were like Brendan we can't there's not going to be room in your suitcase but he's like no I want the women I want the woman statue <laughs> I hate that our trip 
until this game show has become about me carrying multiple naked statue ladies back in my suitcase. This was Matthew Castle. Everyone's getting me mixed up with Matthew. I'm gonna have my revenge for this. Was that Matthew? Was that the Matthew joke? Oh, it was, wasn't it? Sorry, my apologies. Well, in the absence of Matthew, I'm just gonna say it was you. Um... So yeah, it was. I I did like it, but it it did seem very not real. Like I was not mm-hmm. convinced that any of the cool stuff in it was cool stuff that I could like. Uh, Matthew actually, his example was that like there's a bit where you sneak up behind a guy who's in front of a bath, and uh you s- smash his head like underwater, and then shoot him, and you see the blood spread through the water. And his point was like, either that only happens in that one bit and they have loads of really, really distinct kind of cool bits where you do something cool like that or loads of enemies are going to have to be standing in front of bodies of water. (laughs) 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 But I don't... Are they just showing new gameplay? Is that the... We don't know what they're showing exactly yet, but they've said that they'll be there and they'll be showing something. And it is another, I think it's going to be another presentation thing because they're basically Mm. booking a load of people into a room again. So it might be more of the same kind of stuff. Go away and call me when you have something to actually play. You know, (laughs) I'm off the hype train for it until someone gets a controller in their actual hand. That's reasonable, but I'm looking forward to to seeing it, having just not seen it before. Although they did, ah, did they release the full, like the full demo that you guys saw? Yeah, yeah. Right, I should go watch all of that. <laughs> yeah, just watch that, and you'll have essentially the same experience that we did. Because it wasn't they didn't do like questions or anything. They basically just played that on a bigger screen. Right, and there was a man holding a controller in the front row pretending to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Classic. The old trick. Yeah. Uh, Brendy, what's something Hello. that you're looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to if... Uh, I think that the new Halo is going to be shown. Something of it is going to be shown. Halo Infinite which is the first Halo game to come to PC for a while. Um, And that is a very boring thing to look forward to because Halo has been around forever and it's like, you know, Halo, you go and shoot the alien, don't you? Big deal. (laughs) It'll feel very good, is it? it, Well, I mean, it it has been. It can be. But uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing if uh, because if any, if ever the, if ever there was a time to go somewhere new with with it, then it would probably be now. Because I think people are probably a bit maybe maybe a bit bored of just having a I don't know a you know a very strict single player place mm. to A to B missions type of thing going on. Well, what do you think and infinite the, means? Yeah, the Sorry. infinite implies something a bit new. So, uh, I mean. The obvious guess is that it's some big open worldy type of thing, um, but hopefully it's something maybe a bit more. I don't know. Hopefully there's more to it. That's all I'm hoping for. Halo 
but maybe something new will bite it. That's I, I, I just want that. I, I want that to happen. That's maybe the big thing I'm looking forward to. I'd be down for an open world Halo. Although I don't know, maybe, maybe that ruins Halo. It might Is do. That you not see. Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Is I... it still Bungie that are doing it? No, it would be uh, 343 Industries will be the ones who they are the ones who took Halo off Bungie, if that makes uh... sense. Uh, and did all the later Halos. Like a playground mugging. Um, yeah, so it would be doubly disappointing if Halo Infinite just turned out to be a loot and shoot kind of thing because that is, that is destiny and it's like oh you've 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 actually just done what they did twice oh it could be that though it could well be that uh, i mean i'm gonna you know let, that's all speculation for now so <laughs> let's hope let's hope it's something a bit different yeah i yeah i haven't really kept up with halo if i'm honest yeah, Master Chief it's and that. PC, you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, exciting times for, you, for PC gamers. What are you looking forward to, Alice? <sighs> well, I I really want to see some of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's that, isn't it? That's the full name of long names. Um, Probably. Because I'm a big fan of, of the kind of Lucas arts, Lucasfilm, um, you know, Bioware Star Wars games. And actually like, loads of the Star Wars games are really good. Um, not just Kotor, but like uh Jedi Knight and uh Jedi Outcast and stuff. All all have a a special place in in my heart. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a, a bit of something Star Warsy, just because c- we've just been teased with big Star Wars games for for ages, and and then they get cancelled, and and then I get sad. Um, do you think it's it's gonna be an RPG thing though, or do you think it's gonna be an action fighty slashy thing? I'm okay with it being an action slashy fighty thing sort of more as long as it's sort of it's more story and a bit more kind of yeah narrative led um than uh than battlefield because battlefield's a bit rubs um but yeah i just battlefront battlefront that's the one oh too many war games lads there are too many war games (laughs) Uh, when I see the this when I saw this because they released a little trailer for it, kind of a cinematic trailer for Fallen Order, and when I saw it, all I could think of was that Star Wars game that came out a good few years ago, Force Unleashed, Unleashed. yeah, which is like you know, fighty, hacky slash, but uh, you had force powers, and it was pretty fun. But, oh, yeah, I like Force Unleashed, mate. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I don't want to play it again. So, <laughs> the, my only hope for it is that, is that it's not just that. Oh uh, yeah, it's got it's wall the... running. Of course, it's or got least... wall running. 
<laughs> that was like the one takeaway from the trailer. Like, other than general, you know, Star Wars shooting and slashing, he, he did a war run. Do you remember like, when it was it was revealed slash announced in like the weirdest, <laughs> like just the strangest uh, way at, at E E three like EA's E three thing? What did they Where do? They just, well, they just cut to your man in the crowd. What's to his Vince name? Vince Sampella, yeah. They, yeah, they cut to Vince Sampella in the crowd who was wearing a hat. <laughs> and they were just like, so Vince. And he was like, hey, yeah, no, we're making a Star Wars game. That was it. <laughs> it's really it was, weird. It was odd. I like it. I wish, like, I, I hope every announcer in E3 is just done in that really low-key. Yeah, yeah, we're making that. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. It was, it was he so, looked it was... really uncomfortable at the time as well. I mean, like, he looked like he was announcing a game, but he also, you could see behind and behind that facade into his glassy eyes, and you could see that he, he it felt weird for him to be sitting in the audience as if, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just an average Joe. I'm just here at E3 with all of you guys. You know, I'm a gamer too. It's like no, it, it, there was something in his eyes that said I should be on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I wondered afterwards. I was like, was he sat there for the whole thing? Was someone else sat there and they made the move? Is it like were there seat fillers like at the Oscars? What's oh, going I want to read on? about that person's perspective. <laughs> I I was at E three, but had to move out of my seat for Vince Zampella. Exactly. <laughs> Who would not click on that article? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, unless there, are there any other games that you want to shout out that you're that you're looking forward to? None that I'm confident we can talk about. Um, Ooh, hark can, at he! Can, I mean, well, you... okay, fine. Watchdogs. Is rumored. You can it's... talk. No, no, it's 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 known now. It's a known thing. It's cool. confirmed. Yeah, they they did a tweet. Oh, have they officially been like, yes, yeah, yeah. They've announced the name of it, and they've made an allusion to the NPCs with within a, a kind of badly done reference to God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. So it's it's all out there. We know we know what <laughs> Watch Dogs Three is, but you should tell the listener in case they don't know. So Watch Dogs is uh, one of them Ubisoft open world M-ups uh, where you go around uh, hacking hacking cities and g- g- causing unrest. And this one's set in London, which is quite cool. Hacking That's whole it. cities. <laughs> like with, with, with cyber stuff, not a sword. I guess that's relevant. Yeah. Um I really enjoyed Watch Dogs 2. It was like I remember it coming along and being the first world in a while that I'd sort of properly sank into and played to the point where I was, you know, immersed and forgetting the outside world. Uh I I, I was Adam Smith was down uh, recently and he was describing Watch Dogs 2 as the game that Watch Dogs was supposed to be, which makes a lot of sense. Where like every Sort of every individual cool hacking thing you could do had just been sort of tweaked uh, and expanded a little bit 
and this is where my brain fails to come up with specific examples, but it's stuff like in the first game you could turn off traffic lights to cause collisions. And then here you could you could also do that, but I think maybe change like the way that you t Do you know what? I've forgotten enough specifics to make all this remember, sentence not work. All I remember from Watch Dogs 2 is it had a really fun multiplayer bit where you could kind of crawl into someone else's world and sneak up around behind them and, and start hacking them and they would get a big flash that says, someone's hacking you, and they would go, oh no. And they'd have to basically play hide and seek with you in like a four block radius to That's try and find it. out where you are. Yeah. And uh, if they tried to, often you'd see them and they'd run, they'd run away and they'd get in the car and you'd be like, nah mate, you're not getting in the car. And you'd hack the car and it would basically spin out of control off the road. There was a yeah. lot of fun stuff in it. I, I was really... one of those. There was one type of multiplayer mission where, like, if you did it right and they just never even noticed you, you could just just appear in someone's game, watch them for a bit, and then disappear. And like, there was nothing that like that just happened. And I remember feeling really creepy doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Watch Dogs Two a lot as well. I thought it was good. It was a good game. It was the curse of the first time ubisoft try a, a thing you know like the first assassin's creed was a bit rubbish um and then just much better in the second one um and i yeah i i they've confirmed that it's set in london it's called watchdogs legion uh and like they haven't really because that amazon thing there was an amazon listing leaked that said you can play as like any npc uh, which, what does that mean? You know, mm. uh, and players, non-player characters. Yeah, I was gonna say this. There was a small discussion in the Slack, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if you play a non-player character, what it, are there any NPCs in the game? You know, um, but it did like a at the end of Watch Dogs Two, they patched in a thing where there's like a teaser to do with Brixton, um which is where I used to live. So it's a countdown to who can tweet out first that they found the the mural of David Bowie recreated in the game. That'll be it. <laughs> I, used to, I lived in the same building as it, so I walked past it every day. Twice a day, every day. And they, That'd be the full it, extent. Sorry. They, well, they had to eventually put a sheet of perspex over David Bowie because people kept signing on his face. Oh, <laughs> it was. I don't even. It, I I I lived in Brixton. I don't even remember that mural. It was quite recent. Uh, it was done a couple years before he died, and then when he died, that's where people go to sort of pilgrimage. And there's never not something like that. Th there is always flowers or like balloons or notes at the mural. There is always something. And then it re like the you get a big heap every year on the anniversary of his death, and then eventually it has to get discreetly binned away by the council because it's just a heap <laughs> of compost. In-game <laughs> flower mural delivering mission confirmed. Yeah, people, there's people with weird stuff there. Guitar Hero guitars. I'm convinced actually some people were using it what? to as a tipping site, but hiding it amongst like. The stuff, the tributes. <laughs> the thing is, like, can it be in the game 
will they be able to have David Bowie though? Because there'll be some music executive saying you can't use his likeness in in your game without our permission. So it might be like an off-brand David Bowie. Oh my god. Imagine like, Fury. It might be like Michael Trowey or some weird <laughs> other otherworldly musician. Davy Jones. <laughs> Davy Jonesy. Um we should I want to talk about stuff that might be there, but we should I suppose briefly talk about the confusingly named Xbox <laughs> Games Pass for PC. <laughs> Uh, I don't really one... know what that is. <laughs> no one does, Matt. No one yeah. does. <laughs> so it was re- revealed a couple of weeks ago, I think, or a week ago, uh, that they're doing G- Game Pass, but for PC. <laughs> and it's called Xbox Game Pass for PC because they really support PC gaming, uh, as they say every year. Graham told me he did a roundup a few years ago of every time they said they they really want to increase their support for PC gaming. Um, and presumably, Big Philly Pimping is going to like uh, say more about it at the Xbox conference. But Yeah, I'm guessing so. Is it just going to be like the Origin Pass thing? Mm. Which, it... you know... Do you know what Game Pass is? I presumed it was like PlayStation Plus, where you pay a, an amount every month to get a certain number of games every time, but that could be completely wrong. It is. You're a little bit right. You're a little bit right. Yeah, it's like that, except, um, you know, with PlayStation Plus, you get like two free games a month to download. Yeah. But the Xbox Game Pass is like, there's a library of 100 games and you can download them whenever. And as right. long as they're in the catalogue, you can play them. I, I thought that was how Origins Pass thing worked. It might be as well. I don't know what a Origin Pass thing is. Right. But, um, but So they're just getting... The, the one for PC is just going to be the same, but with like a specific library for PC games. Mm. Okay. So, but um, once... And it's... Sorry, go on. Well, it's like, it's like Netflix for games in that it will... Every month it cycles some games out and put some new ones in so once the games leave the the library even if you've downloaded them you can't play them anymore yeah mm. although it's not a streaming service you you actually download the full game so it's yeah. not there's no like streamy lag or anything like that i mean it's just not that you launch it if you've already downloaded it if or... you've already downloaded it and they take it out of the library you can't launch it Right, and, but there's a really funny bit in the FAQ where they say, "Oh, don't worry, your space is your space. We won't delete the game from your hard drive." And you're like, "Well, so you're just actually just leaving a big dump on my hard drive. It yeah. doesn't do anything." <laughs> um, so it's like, "Well, we'll come and put the game there, but you've got to clean up the mess. We'll let you do that. Don't worry." It. So I have it for my Xbox, and I've actually found it very valuable. And I've played and tried lots of games that I otherwise either would not have played or would have spent more money on buying and then regretted. Mm. Um, so I I don't know. I, I guess I, I welcome it as an option for PC gamers as well. 
Boer How much to is sea. It? On Xbox. Uh, it's about I think it's like fifty quid a year. Oh, that's sorry. Right. Like that. Eight eight quid a month, I think they said, or ten dollars a month, or something like that. Hmm. But the, we don't know what price the PC one is going to be yet. Okay. But yeah, stupid name. Yes. Yeah. Xbox Pass for PC. Are you excited about the simulator, Alice B? I am actually. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Nate is very excited about it because we're sort of planning like we're sort of roughly planning out like features like longer features we can have on the site so mm-hmm. i was emailing the feature cavalry being like okay so just look at games that you think you might you know i don't want to force you to have an opinion if none of us have an opinion about halo that's fine we just won't write about halo so look at the list of games they're going to be there and then see if there are any that you have an interest in and nate was like sent back this list of games that he wanted to write about possibly uh, and on it was B Simulator, and he just put B Simulator. I must have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, excited to be a B, of course. Uh, but yeah, what I mean, there are going to be things. I. It's traditional that everything that's going to be a surprise leaks shortly before it's announced. I imagine that Ubisoft did not want everyone to know that Watch Dogs Three was going to be at E3. Um, are there any things that you think might be there that they just haven't... Any, any announcements, any reveals, anything in that sort of nature you'd be looking forward to? I don't have any deep suspicion. Like, I don't have anything that I can back up with evidence. <laughs> um, I just have vague hopes. Like, I, I, w- I would hope that Bethesda shows something other than the things that they currently have out now. Like, I don't know what else they would show th- that people would like without it being the new Elder Scrolls or Starfield. Like, if they don't have mm. something at the end of their show on Elder Scrolls Six or that Starfield game, then a lot of people are probably going to walk away from the Bethesda show being like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, Especially after they made a big deal out of a, a new Elder... Wait, I don't know to what extent they made a big deal out of a new Elder Scrolls game, and then it was a a mobile thing that doesn't look very good. The Blades thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, the, we... It's just... It must be difficult for them, because it feels like the Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield are both far off. And they probably don't have anything concrete to show us yet. But they're in this horrible position where they know E3 is the place where you go and you you make a, you know, you peacock around and you make a big song and dance about how good you are. Um, and if they are only going to show like an expansion for Fallout 76 and, <laughs> you know, it's, and maybe, you know, the new Dome game and stuff like that, then it's going to be, people might shrug. Uh, so I don't envy I don't envy Bethesda, but I do. So I do hope they have like even another little teaser thing at the end, just to almost for their own sake. I just want <laughs> them to, you know, I don't want them to get away. I don't want to hurt their feelings. The show, you know. I think a little a little Elder Scrolls Six teaser is probably that seems likely. Just something like I doubt they would reveal much about it. But like you're saying, just a 
tide people over. Although I guess they're facing like, is it better to do a tiny bit that annoys people or just nothing at all that annoys people? Huh. I mean, like, they can at least they could like they could at least tell you us where it's set this year. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, and people will people will will love that. Like that would be people would go crazy for it because, uh, you know, whenever the that Skyrim trailer was just a what was it a teaser of some like, what was it a plaque? It was like a stone carving of a man fighting a dragon. Oh yeah, and then they just revealed the name, and they were like, "That was it. That that was all that trailer was back in the day, and people loved it." So that's that's all. They would just need to do the equivalent of that, and it would make it would make everyone's show. I know you have strong opinions about where it's going to be set, Brendan. So well, it's obviously going to be set elsewhere, the Khajiit homeland, because the mountains in the last trailer were were very distinctly shaped like a cat's ears. <laughs> I mean that's that's a massive hint. If it's I not mean, elsewhere, I'll eat all of my pans. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I say this every year, and it there there are additional things at play that could make this more or less likely this year. But I really hope they show something to do with Dragon Age Four uh, because. I'm the Dragon Age Mark. And having said that, I would much rather that they never make a Dragon Age 4 than destroy people's (laughs) lives to make it. It's a reasonable stance. (laughs) Just want to be on record as saying that. Um, But... Yeah, I just... Every year I I hope to see a little... And we got a little little teaser. Um, But yeah, like... This now we live in a post, uh, post expose article world, uh, about the the development of Anthem and the problems with the development on Dragon Age Four as well. So I am concerned. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know whether they'd want to not say anything about it and sort of be like, just imply that you know we're taking our time and it's gonna be fine. Or if they would want to put something out. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Mm. I want another Apex Legends map. That seems... That's very doable. Yeah. yeah. Achievable goals. What an are- what a reasonable demand. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it. Because like, they've talked a bit already about... like what their plans for the season pass are so i'd be surprised if like that's the only thing they do and they, they must they must be planning on you know injecting it using e3 to inject apex with something new to bring people back like me <laughs> and yeah new map it's the way to go there's also the way when you launch it on uh i think it's origin yeah it's origin it like says playing apex legends on king's canyon which kind of suggests well, like at least be. built in the that functionality to display another another map. It's about it's about the right timing, I think. I don't know. I don't know how long these things take, but yeah, new Apex map, calling yeah. it. I think we can do that for you, Matt. I think we can do that for you. Awesome. Yeah. Put, we'll put uh, in a good word. <laughs> have it was, on my desk by tomorrow. <laughs> there was one other thing 
Oh, PC Gamer did a list, um, a list of things they'd love to be surprised by, and on that list was a Dino Crisis remake, and I I want that also. I want <laughs> them. I want them to remake. Dino, I want Capcom to remake Dino Crisis in the same way that they recently remade Resident Evil Two, because I feel like, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of Dino Crisis. What? That's that's fine. He's a young sell man, Alice. Sell it. What's what's exciting about Dino Crisis? You know the way in Resident Evil, you're walking around a city, right? And yeah, there yeah. are there are zombies. Yeah. And the zombies <laughs> are trying to bite you, and you uh-huh. have to shoot them before they bite you. Oh yeah. Well, imagine instead of a city, it's a jungle, mm-hmm. and instead of the zombies, there are Dino Nickus. The- uh-huh. And various other reptilian enemies. And you have to shoot them instead before uh-huh. they bite you. Yeah, I'm in. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time travel thing that's happened. <laughs> Basically, a time travel bomb went off. Oh, oh is it like, like Crisis is in its bad and also frozen in time? Is that what they've done? No, no, it's not nothing oh. to do with time crisis. Oh, it's just that it is a crisis. There are there are dinosaurs. It's... That's that's crisis. Yeah, it's it's very, it's it's quite straightforward. <laughs> um... I I like the pitch of it as being like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. The 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 thing is, like you know, they've remade Resident Evil Two because they never. You know, that was everyone's favourite. And they remade all the other ones and remastered all the other ones. Big deal. But 2 was everyone's favourite. But now they've got a problem because there's three old Dino Crisis games. And only one of them is arguably very good. And that's Dino Crisis 2. So they have to make that one. Otherwise, I'll be disappointed. That's Otherwise, my... Brendy will riot. <laughs> um, no, I'll be very happy for, for, for Dino Crisis the first or whatever. If there's a dino and it's causing a crisis <laughs> at this E3, I'll I'll be there for that. That could be arranged. Ah, Matt Matt knows <laughs> some people. There you go. If it doesn't happen now, Matt, we will blame you. All right, as long as I get my Apex map. Okay, agree. It's we fair. have an accord. <laughs> Have we been playing anything this week? Oh, we've all been playing and enjoying Outer Wilds, haven't we? True. I I enjoyed that. It's all gone. I've done my enjoyment of that last week. Uh, did you talk about it last week? We did, yeah. Me and Matthew. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we can talk about it some more if you guys want to want to give your uh your little <laughs> space thrusts on it. Space thrusts. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a better way of saying, like a spacey <laughs> way of saying your two cents. <laughs> your I'm, space thrusts. I love I it. am contacting HR. <laughs> space thrusts. My goodness. This is a family it's, friendly podcast. It's I mean, got some really good space thrusts. Like, the, the, so the, the broadly what it is, is. Uh, a exploration game where you fly your spaceship to uh, various weird and interesting worlds. Like there's a world where there are giant hurricanes that 
throw you into space and then you all collapse to the floor and stuff. And that's it's it's a hard thing to talk about, right? Because like I've mentioned that and I think one example of that sort of nature is fine, but if you were really to talk about like what's best about it, you really would be ruining it as you sort of you very deftly navigated in your review, Brandy. But yeah, there are all these like very weird arresting places. Um but the side of it that um, I can talk about that isn't spoilery is, like, just... I love how it's both very easy to get around and very difficult. Like, they've done a very good job of making the control... Like, of flying around in your spaceship giving you a very, like, great degree of manual control over things. That means, like, if you want to, like, not use the autopilot, you can do some very deft space thrusts. Um, <laughs> this my god I'm leaving but <laughs> but you can also just press a button that like automatically matches your velocity to anything that you're looking at oh which I only realised last night after playing it for five hours you can do when you're in your spaceship and when you're just flying around in your spacesuit. it's incredibly helpful mm. yep it is very good we were talking about it earlier because I have this tendency like I really I, I've all about I enjoy games that do things differently and are a bit um you know they break the mold and stuff and you don't play them in the, the way you're used to and whatever. But I I also struggle with them because I struggle to play things not how I'm used to playing games. Uh and I compared it to I talked about how I play Firewatch and um uh everybody's gone to the rapture last week in fact. Um, and it's similar here because I part of, part of the game is I think you go to a planet and you find a thread that maybe, um, you know, suggests you go to another planet next time and and follow that and find different clues about how to deal with different things and stuff. But I am a very list orientated person and I need <laughs> lists because I can't have anything nagging at me that so i i basically i really want to be able to start at one end of the star system and air quotes complete a planet <laughs> and then move on to the next one <laughs> which i i'm struggling with because because that it's really clever like some of the planets change over the course of the thing and you maybe not can't access different areas and whatever and so i um I don't like that the computer tells me that there's more to explore. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I... I think whenever it's doing that, that specifically, I could be wrong about this, but I thought what that means is that you haven't yet found a thing that leads you on to another thing, right? Rather than it just always saying that if you haven't like literally looked at every bit of alien space writing. But I could be wrong. It just means. Maybe you haven't found some space riding, or maybe you haven't found a whole room that's full exactly. of things you haven't seen before. Exactly. Right. I don't like that's it. That's frustrating. It's taunting me. <laughs> it's and the 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 worlds are so small, and yet so full of things, like like a Swiss cheese, but instead <laughs> of holes, it's like more cheese. <laughs> a, ch- a, ch- a cheddar. it's a a fantastic game it's really good Uh, everyone should play it and um, it's it surprised me how many people 
are in the comments of the review that we did anyway, how many people stood on their Epic Games is bad soapbox because it's only out for Epic on the Epic Games store. That's the only way you can buy it, it right now. Did that surprise you? Did it? Did it really? <laughs> I mean, it did because it's not like I would expect that kind of backlash for like a, a big game maybe, but I I guess I didn't expect so many people to be fiery about this. Yeah, I mean, it's a br- as well. It's a brilliant game. It would just be a shame for people to to like sack it off because it's on a different sh- like they have to go into a different shop to buy it it's like don't worry don't worry about it just go and buy it it's very good you'll wait a- you'll be waiting a year a year to play a brilliant game that's too long <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 will be out by then and then you won't play it at all come on guys go and buy right. the game my stance on that is always like, that's fine, fine. Have your weirdly strident moral stance on the Epic Store. I guess I understand that. But then then just well then wait then. That's the choice you make. Right? No, I don't want I don't want them to wait. I don't it want is... them to make that choice and, and they're they're cutting off their little space noses despite their space faces. <laughs> it's not it's not right. It's not right. Actually, do you know my favourite thing, one of my favourite things about Outer Wilds is that um, Outer Wilds, oh god, there are two games with similar Mm -hmm. names, Um, is that the little alien life race that you are has four eyes. And so Uh, when you close your eyes or open them, you have four little eye closings on screen. It's very cool. (laughs) The first time I noticed that, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's amazing! <laughs> Got four eyes." Do you guys uh, forget to put on your spacesuit all the time? No, first thing I do, get in the spaceship, put the spacesuit on, never take it off. I have so many times I've just stepped out <laughs> onto these alien planets, <laughs> and they just be like, "Oh, why is everything?" Oh, I forgot to put the suit on again, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good old Outer Wilds. Uh, did we do a a tweet about E3? Oh, no. Oh, I forgot to do the tweet. That's okay. Oh, we God. Can... This we'll is a disaster. What people are excited about. Let's make up some things. Uh, Jonath- I... Jonathan Webbles says mm, he, he's looking forward to everybody's gone to the rapture too. <laughs> everybody's come back. Everybody's come back from the rapture. Redux. <laughs> too fast, too rapture. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That'll do, I think, yeah. That... yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, oh. I'm sorry, listeners, I forgot to ask. Um, What about Borderlands 3? Oh, yeah. Is there excitement for that? I know people have already had a hands-on for it, which mm. we... Uh, didn't go to, but like I imagine it's going to be E three. Also, um, Bloodlines two gameplay, which obviously I'm very excited about. It's going to be, I think, because they, they announced that they're showing it at E three. I think they're releasing some gameplay to the public, and I believe it's going to be different, but I'm not sure. This is one of the things that I'm scheduled to see. <gasps> um, 
So I was playing, I never played the original Bloodlines, but I had it in my library. So I was playing it over the weekend, a little bit of it to try and, because I like to do my homework before I go out to E3. Yeah. Um, and it's not a good game, is it? The old Bloodlines. I've also tried to play it and bounced off it because it's old and bad. Alice, wow. Bill, you lied to us when you this said it was a good game. This podcast is over. This podcast <laughs> is over. I, um, I don't, no, I, I, I don't I, I, I'm exaggerating, I'm exaggerating. I do but understand I did have that... to fight people and it was annoying. Did, yeah, did you, um, have you got the patch on as well? Yeah, I downloaded, I, I followed... And then I followed the instructions saying, you know, on a yeah. website saying this is the best way to play it now. And I downloaded all the mods and I made it look pretty and good. Um, so the story stuff in it is really good. Like, it's mm. really interesting. Um, but then as soon as I have to fight someone or do some kind of combat-y thing, I just frown and it makes me sad. Yeah, that's, I think that's, it's, it's a weird, because it's in the um, the Half-Life 2 engine. So it's a weird, it's 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 kind of a weird mix of like they're doing like stealth and RPG stuff in in a sort of action. It, yeah, it's weird. Um, and I think probably the optimum way to play it is as one of the persuady sort of sneaky classes because you can do like most of the game without getting into a fight almost. And that's why I think it then gets worse as it goes on because like. This, the sort of second and third act introduce gradually more and more sort of mandatory combat, which is annoying. So I'm hoping that... I mean, I did, I asked about that, and I was like, do you have to fight people? And they they sort of, <laughs> they said, no, you do in the tutorial so you learn how to punch people. But I, they indicated that there are options. So... We'll see. Which I it is it's, it's cool anyway to have like non combat ways to like complete a game. Like Fallout, the original Fallout had that. Where you didn't actually have to fight anyone at any point. Mm. I did like um in the little bit of Vampire Blood Lines, the first that I played, I did like that it kind of threw you out onto a street and it just gave you like a little man crawling into a door and it said, Okay, you can follow that little man and figure things out or you can just go and explore this city this like district of the mm. city and just see what you get into and it was good it felt like it reminds me of the feeling of when you play the newer Deus Ex games and you're just exploring a little city block and wondering oh if I go through this window if I could lockpick this door like I ended mm. up just sneaking into that clinic there's a little clinic on one of the streets oh yeah and uh trying to get into their, like, stash of drugs and just making my... I made my whole, like, the whole first two hours of Bloodlines just about trying to get drugs. <laughs> um, so I like that set-your-own-little-set-your-own-little-goal kind of yeah. game thing. Yeah, there's a whole interesting side thing to do with that. I won't, I won't spoil it for you. Um, that's cool. And, yeah, so I'm hoping for that sort of vibe from, from what they show. Uh, yeah. Is there any any other things you're looking forward to, Matt? Anything else on your most anticipated? Uh, no. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at Matt's schedule and see. 
Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt, you're going to see Maneater, which is about a shark being a shark and eating people. Oh, yeah. Get is excited. That... Yeah, no, that is that that is exciting. Um, there's... <laughs> um, I'm putting on... I've, I've got an appointment for somebody to have... To put a, this stupid electro, electro-haptic vest on me and get punched by that. I'm looking forward to that. Ooh. Oh, and Outworlds! Outworlds, that's the big exciting thing, or one of the big exciting things, um, uh, which I don't know much beyond watching a very, probably deliberately firefly-invoking trailer of uh, people being cowboys in space. I, it's like a, it's an RPG from uh, Obsidian. Yeah, that'd be fun. Cowboys in space, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm up for that. I've seen, I I know Evil Genius 2 is going to be there. And I was a big fan of Evil Genius 1. There's a lot, there's actually, do you know what? Quite a quality E3 this year. I don't mind saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this will be, like, my usual approach to E3 is to just let, let other people filter out, like, filter through to what the things I should care about are. And I'm one of the, but now I'm on the front line. Yeah. You've now got to not care about some things. <laughs> but I care so much. Well, <laughs> optionally, yeah. Um, it's, well, it's, I can't remember who it was, but someone said you can either be at E3 or you can know what is happening at E3 and you cannot do both. So just do your appointments. <laughs> You'll be fine. Be grand. That'll be fine. You're in a river, Matt. You're in a river. Here come the waterfalls. <laughs> oh my god, waterfalls? They're fun waterfalls, you know, like in a slide, like in a water park. This is the first mentioning of waterfalls. Not like fatal waterfalls. You'll be fine. Uh-huh. I will be fine. I'm, I am looking forward to it. It'll be like in what's there's a film where people are in a a inflatable raft and they go over a waterfall. Many Indiana Jones. Maybe the Goonies, I don't know. It's Indiana Jones, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah, of course. Good good old Indy. Maybe there'll be an Indiana Jones game again one day, who knows? Any final E three thoughts or are we are we ready to to end the pre three extravaganza? I'm ready to go. I've got my tooth breeches. <laughs> breeches. I'm a bit annoyed my suitcase hasn't arrived. Well, I mean, tune in again to see what happens with Mass. Does he get a suitcase? Does he have to carry all his clothes on the plane in a bin bag? What's going to happen? Is the, this is the human drama of E3 that most sites skip over. But, uh, <laughs> the human drama. Yeah. <laughs> Nine hours on a flight. The human drama of watching Ant-Man <laughs> again. <laughs> you do get a lot of film watching done on a transatlantic flight. Uh, cool. Well, let's do uh, goodbye recommendations for this week. Uh, I would like to recommend uh, Good Omens, not just the book, which is very good, uh, but also the Amazon Prime adaptation TV show starring uh, David Tennant and uh, Michael Sheen. Uh, It's about 
Armageddon and an angel and a demon who've been on Earth since the beginning and sort of don't want Armageddon to happen. Uh, and, and so sort of try and stop it, but without getting in trouble. <laughs> uh, it's very, very, very good. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, and if you enjoy the TV show, read the book as well, because it's very close. It's co-written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Yeah, it's like their f- it was. I think it was Neil Gaiman's first big sort of book, if I remember right. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was 1990, and Terry Pratchett was sort of a bit well weller known. Neil Gaiman was still quite obscure, mm. and they they'd gotten to know each other because Neil Gaiman had interviewed Terry Pratchett when his first book was published. Mm. There you go. I think it might be Facts. my third favorite book. Third. Big shy. Big shy. <laughs> wow. I uh, I haven't listened to the podcast lately and didn't realize this recommendation thing was a thing, but I like it. That's okay. Well, we'll do Brendan next, and it might give you time to think of something. I will recommend a YouTube series, which people a lot of people have probably already seen or heard about. It. It's on Wired YouTube channel, and it's called. Technique critique, I think, and it's basically they get a a professional who does a very interesting job to uh, critique things in films or TV series, like the portrayal of that thing of the thing that they are known for. So, for instance, they get like a professional information security person to critique the hacking scenes in TV shows or films. Um, no way. And it's just really fun watching them tear things apart or saying, oh, actually, this there's an element of truth in this part. Or, like, pick things out and they just teach you kind of little small things by critiquing, like, you know, swordfish or hackers or whatever. Um, there's, a re- there's, a, a partic- there's a particularly really good one, which is um, by the CIA's former, the former CIA head of disguise. And she is... Uh, critiquing like disguises and masks that are in spy movies and spy TV shows, or people changing their appearance really quickly, um, and it's wonderful. She's just so switched on about what works and what doesn't, and she teach she tells you like little anecdotes and stories about her time at the CIA and what you know how people got in or out of scrapes by using different little disguise methods and what really works in reality and what doesn't. Um, that sounds great. And she she's really good. They've had her on twice because she was so good. Huh. Matt, do you have a, a non-games-related recommendation? It's not... Well, it's actually, I was about to say it's not very topical, but it's one of those things that's always topical. I read, um, so you've been publicly shamed recently by John Ronson. It was, like, published pff, five years ago or something. But it's really good. It's him basically going and talking to people like the victims of online shamings and like looking at like you know the extent to which they do or don't deserve it why people why some people come out of it better than others and it's there's a bit where he goes to like he's talking about ways to deal with it and he goes to this radical honesty workshop in which like the main guy is a bit of I was going to say a bit of an eccentric idiot, but he is a colossal eccentric idiot who like thinks he thinks he's like solved it and like that we should all just be incredibly radically honest with each other and every thought that crosses our mind should be screamed very loudly at the other person. 
and he goes to a workshop with everybody that's doing that and uh, does not have a great time. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. <laughs> yes, yeah, isn't that just being a prick? It is just being a prick. I think that was his conclusion. Oh, so his idea was just, you know, that filter that saves you from being like ostracized by society. Just slip that right off. Just, yep. just get rid of that. <laughs> That's the idea. Wow. Wow. Okay. Good recommendation. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. And to be clear, I am not recommending radical honesty. No, okay. If if you don't want your loved ones to leave you, do not adopt that. Uh, I will be radically honest and say uh, that it was a pleasure podcasting with you both today. Aww. And uh, I hope you have a nice E3 trip. And also the walls in here are weird. And it's bothering me that the sound dampener thing in front of me is not symmetrical. Is that is that the level of of like just I think you're saying a few everything? notches down from the level of <laughs> confronting people about the extent to which you are you apparently loathe them. Oh god. Everyone should read it. Just like just skip to that section and read it. It's fantastic. Mm. Uh, so yeah thank you both for joining me Uh, thank you to the listener for listening it's always much appreciated don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes it does actually help a lot um, to get us up the old rankings I think Um, and uh, yeah this has been episode 84 of the electronic wireless show rock paper shotguns gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion the best one out there and uh join me in in wishing of a fond farewell and a safe trip to e3 to matt we'll come back and brendan <laughs> yeah but you're going no, this is like this is like in the, the the 19th century when you went off to america <laughs> you're not coming back take you three months to get there you're going on a white star liner it was it was good to be here. Yeah, I've enjoyed my time here. Kiss, kiss. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Nicholas.